Did you bring your Bible with you today? Hope you got a little bit of room, space inside. I'm going to kind of abbreviate things a little bit today, but I want to give you a word I believe will be beneficial to you. If you're with us for the first time today, we don't do this every week, and <laughs> but the other parts of this service we do, and it's, uh, it's about the Word, it's about the Spirit of God, it's about you having a, a, a connection with God that is so real, it's more real than, than the relationship you may have with a spouse or with a friend, and, uh, and, and God is that uh, desirous to, to talk with you and to, and to do things in your life to heal your body, to make your mind full of His peace. He's, he's just so good and wants to impact you in a powerful way. Let's go to Romans chapter 4. Uh, I, I began a, a new series of messages last week. This message series is entitled Convinced. Convinced. Is anybody convinced of anything? I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that if he could not break all those that I couldn't either. <laughs> There's a few things I'm certain about. Uh, Romans chapter 4, let's, let's read here in verse 20, talking about Abraham. It says, He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform, and therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness." And so there is something about being certain, about being convinced of something that God has promised, that God has said, that puts us in a place of right standing with Him. God highly values people taking Him at His word and saying, that's the final word. That's the end of the discussion. There's nothing else to say. It just is. It just is what it is. It is what God has said. And again, that creates a rightness between a human being and God. Now remember, the word convinced simply means to be completely certain about something. To believe firmly in the truth of something. And again, it makes us right with God in relationship to whatever He said. And of course, that, that thing that God said can be talking about His love for us, can talk about our salvation, our forgiveness of sins like was shared already. It could be a, a promise of our provision, of Him providing our needs. It could be the healing of our body. It could be that He would provide a great and glorious future for our lives. Whatever He has said, when we become convinced of that fact, even if we're not today, but we established our heart in that place, then in relation to that word, that promise, we are right. Everything is in line. Everything is correct. But to the degree that we are living with uncertainty, with a back and forth wavering in our hearts, we're not right. There's something that's got to change. You will never find in the Word of God where people are complimented or praised because they waver, because they doubt. You never heard Jesus patting his disciples on the back and saying, you know, you guys, I know that was a big storm and this is kind of a, you know, kind of a big deal. I can understand why you're so fearful. I can understand why you're so full of doubt. He never said anything like that. He said, he said things in such a way that a whole lot of, uh, you know, Christians today would probably call it verbal abuse, <laughs> but he got right in their face and said, you don't have to be that way. You do not have to live a wavering life. You can be certain, you can be convinced of, of what I said and what will be the end result here. 
Amen. See, this is very important that we understand God's attitude towards this heart of being convinced. It's very possible to have, for someone to have sincerity of heart. I mean, they have the right motive. They are sincere in their relationship to God and what He said. But how many know you can be sincerely wrong? You, you can have a right heart but still be in error and, and that still does not get activity from heaven when we say, yeah, but I just don't know. I'm just not certain. Even though we're sincere, we get no results from that type of heart position. But we can all, 100% of us, move from a position in life of uncertainty, of I'm not sure, to becoming solid as a rock, etched in stone. This is what is. This is what will govern my life. This is what I will live as if it's as, as real, as, as, as necessary as the air that we breathe. Amen? Praise the Lord. Now, uh, there was a guy that Paul... The Apostle Paul in Acts 26, he was talking to this guy named Agrippa. Aren't you glad your name is not Agrippa? Uh, 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 this King Agrippa, and he was presenting his case and sharing the gospel. And of, of course, Paul had been chained and been bound for preaching the gospel. But this guy actually made a statement at one point to Paul. He said, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. He said, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. The word persuade means what we're talking about, to convince by argument, true or false. It means to assent to evidence or authority or to rely by inward certainty. But this guy said, you almost convinced me, man. You almost persuaded me to become a Christian. Is, is, uh, is almost different than convinced? Is it just a kind of a minor kind of an issue there, or, or or what? I think this is kind of a big deal. Almost, yeah, I'm almost there. I, you almost convinced me. You know, it's uh, uh, it's kind of like, you know, I almost went to the gym. The last twenty years, <laughs> I almost did it. Really, I almost did it. Or, you know, or a person, I almost made heaven. A few people saying that today. You know, I was that close. I almost made it. <laughs> almost made heaven. How, how many know that's the same as not? <laughs> Didn't make heaven. Amen. And, and so understand this. The heart of man was designed. I'm talking not your physical pump. I'm talking, the, I'm talking your spirit and soul. The inward part of you. The heart of man was designed to be able to be convinced. We all have the potential to be persuaded, and not, not always in a good way, but we can be persuaded in, in one direction or another. The heart can be altered. The question would be in your life, are you convincible? Are you able to be moved? If, if you were presented with a strong case with a strong argument, with evidence, with, with, a, uh, with, with the touch of God, with the voice of the Lord. If you were presented with something, would it be able to shift you from where you are now to a different place? W would the Lord be able to, by any method that He has at His disposal, would He be able to 
persuade your heart to think different, to believe something different than you do today. If not, well, that can be a problem. That really can. We, there are numerous scriptures in the Old Testament where the Bible says that the Lord said such and such, and He proclaimed this, but the language is used, but they would not hear. But they would not hear Him. doesn't mean they didn't hear Him or get the message. They wouldn't receive it in such a way where it would alter their hearts where it would change their mind, where it would cause them to think differently than they did before. And I don't ever want to be in that camp. I don't want to be in that position where I am not movable by God. I am so set in what I have previously believed, what I have held to, that I can't be moved. Now, of course, if you get locked into something that is absolutely evidence there this is right and this is correct you don't want to move away from that but the problem is we're all wrong about something (laughs) the problem is we all think incorrectly about something in life and if we are locked in with both feet and we're never going to be altered never going to be moved we're never going to be right either we're never going to be in the middle of God's perfect and His His will and His best for our lives. Our hearts were designed to be alterable in a good way. Hardness of heart is something we should uh, be very, very uh, leery of. Very, very, uh, how can I say that? We should avoid it at all costs. I don't want to be a hard-hearted person where, bless God, this is who I am. You just need to accept me the way I am. You just need to accept the way I think. and That's just who I am. You know, really? Do we really want to be that way? Or do we want to be changeable, movable, pliable? Where, where we can become convinced. Abraham could have said, you know, God, I'm just really, I'm just old. I mean, he was a hundred. I'm just old. And, uh, you know... God, you know the saying about old dogs. <laughs> I don't know if they had that saying yet. But he could have locked in and said, you know, this whole baby thing, this whole father of many nations. You know, I've been around a while. I don't really need this in my life right now. I mean, everything's pretty much fine. I'm okay. And now we're talking. Isn't that good enough? I mean, don't people, don't people get that way? Don't people get to a place at different stages in their life and they just, I'm just fine the way things are. I don't really need anything to disrupt. I've got my pattern. I get up at this time. I drink my coffee and then I do this and then I go here and then I do this and we've got our schedule. We don't want anything to, to alter that. Well, that's pride too. That's pride, and it's, it's a hard-heartedness to say that uh, whether someone's 12 or 120, that, that God couldn't step in and say, you know what, I, I'd like you to do this. I'd like you to think this way. I'd like to get you involved in this activity. We should all be able to be persuaded, to be changeable by the Lord. Hardness of heart is, is, is a bad thing. It's, pride is unteachable. It's unbending. It, it, it's one of those things that won't show emotion. It's just... Even when it's impressed, hmm, might crack a smile, but won't ever show expression or excitement or, or appreciation or, or just can't show movement in, on the inside, usually except for anger. You know, the proud person's quick to get angry. That's the only emotion they'll show. Won't be excited, won't be happy, won't, won't laugh, but if, but if someone does something stupid, then uh, they're all over that. 
and, uh, and, qu- and quick, quick to show anger. But uh, I want you to go with, with me to Hebrews 11. Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Many of you know this part of the Bible deals with and gives us a list of some very impressive people who did some outstanding things in history to change their generation, to alter the course of their existence and the lives of other people around them. And of course, we know it as the, as the faith chapter. All these guys did these things by faith and it pleased God. God was happy about it. I want to I want to pick up and read a few verses beginning in verse 32. Instead of going through the whole chapter and looking at all the different things that people did that were impressive, that were outstanding works. Verse 32, he's kind of finishing up his thought. He says, and what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith... Now, now stop for a moment there. Who through what? Through, do, you, do you know what that means? That when we say faith, one way, another way that you could say that is persuasion. The Greek word literally means to be persuaded. Or a similar word, convinced. All these people throughout this chapter became convinced of something. When their heart was persuaded, they began to live their lives and do things in such a way that could be explained no other way. They accessed the ability of God, the provision, the resources of heaven, and they were on display in these people's lives because inwardly they became persuaded of something. He goes on to say, who through faith, who through a inward persuasion, subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises. See, see, this is how this kind of stuff happens. It doesn't happen, well, it's all up to God and He's sovereign and so He'll just do it if He wants, He won't do it if He wants. No, no, no. The person whose heart is moved in the right direction will subdue as, as these people, these examples, subdue kingdoms, work righteousness, obtain promises, stop the mouths of lions, so protection there, quench the violence of fire, remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, escape the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong. How does someone go from weak to strong? Huh? By becoming persuaded of something. Not by, I just need the next energy drink and I will be strong. No, no, no. This is much deeper. This is much more permanent and this is much more effectual. It is called a heart belief. I am certain about certain things. Okay? He said they became valiant in battle. They turned to flight armies of the aliens. They, they, their women received their dead raised to life again. How, how, how did that happen? Well, that was God. He just came down and did that, right? That's not what it says. It said, it said they became persuaded of something. And that's how they saw and experienced these amazing works of God in their life as just normal part of living. Okay? And how many think that list is pretty good so far? I hope you're not reading ahead, are you? 
They receive some powerful and amazing things in their life. But I want to also now point out some other people. They're not listed by name, but the, their very next word says others. 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 Who could others be? Well, let's see what happened to others. Others were tortured. <laughs> not accepting deliverance. Not what? Were they forced to be tortured? Well, apparently, they were tortured and they had opportunity to get out of it, but they didn't. Wow. Can you say wow? Wow. What? Huh. That they might obtain a better resurrection. Verse 36. Still others had trial of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. And that's not drugs back then. That's throwing rocks at their head. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were tempted. They were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. Now, I realize we read that. I don't think there's anyone in here going, yeah. Praise God. That's what I'm believing for. (laughs) That's what what I'm persuaded of. (laughs) I'm going to use my faith for that kind of stuff. No, no. We recognize we don't want it. It's not desirable. None of us want to experience these things. But it does raise the question, what in the world was going on inside of these people to go through, I mean, of course, different ones experience different things, but to experience all this bunk, all this junk in their lives, and they wouldn't accept deliverance. This is a powerful thing. There is something going on inside of them that is so much stronger, so much bigger than their comforts externally. What in the world could happen to a person? Because they're just like us for the most part. Just different times. What could happen in a person's heart that they would go so far to allow themselves to experience all kinds of junk and stay true and stand strong and not waver and not bend and not quit and not give up and not throw in the towel, but... Just have their lives altered by this. This is called a convinced heart. It is beyond where most Christians live today. I'm not inviting these things for us. Thank God in our country right now, we're not persecuted to that degree. Don't want it to happen. But this level of persuasion inside is beyond where most Christians are today, especially in our, our, our land, our culture here. We'll talk about faith all day long when it comes to receiving answers to prayer and healings in our body. And f- thank God, those things are, the, that's the real deal. That's how it works. You get persuaded and it just is, it just happens, it just changes bodies and minds and thank God for it. 
But when someone gets to this place where they can be ridiculed, they can be mocked, they can even be physically taken advantage of and hurt and, 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 and stuff, like cut in half and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> when a person gets their heart to that position, they are the real deal. They are the genuine article. There is, there is something about that person's life that far exceeds the average Joe Christian today. Because the least bit of un, you know, discomfort, the least bit of unfavorable circumstances, and people are ready to say, God, why is this happening? And, you know, just ready to throw in the towel. And there awaits us, I believe, a persuasion that is so much deeper than what we currently know. And it will make the reality of God's presence, His power working in and through us, the most, the easiest thing that we've ever known. To this point that even if we were attacked to that degree, there would be such an anchor inside of us that would say, but I'll not change. But I'll not be moved. But I'll not be altered. I'll not change my confession. I'll not change my way of life. I'll not change my commitment to the Lord. There is something that real. Remember a guy named Noah? Uh, Noah got an interesting word. And he's in the, in the chapter, by the way. Uh, he got an interesting word a long time ago about a flood coming. And he was told to build a boat, a big boat, a, a, an ark. And, of course, it, was ne- it had never rained <laughs> up until that point. How, how many know you have to be persuaded to do something like that? You, have to be, you don't just kind of, this is a good idea. I think I'll do this. A hobby. Hundred year, build this massive <laughs> ark. And uh, people, I mean, think he was persecuted over that? <laughs> I mean, people are, perse- people are being persecuted now for making replicas of that. You know, like tourism things. So there's people that are building these massive things to kind of show using the dimensions of the Bible and, and everything like that. Think he was persecuted. Man, I bet he was called crazy in more than one way. <laughs> and, and ridiculed, and, and especially when animals started showing up. And, <laughs> you know, and I, <laughs> they're all on board. And it's still dry. <laughs> It still never rained. He's in the middle of the land, getting mocked and everything else. And after a while, imagine, you know, hey, Noah, how's the smell up there? You know, and, and it was interesting. But he became, think about it, to do something like this, he became persuaded to such a degree that it overrode every obstacle and every bit of opposition that he was facing. And of course, when the door finally closed and it started raining and everyone was knocking and he couldn't open it because he didn't close it, you know, everything changed. But that was a hundred years later. Hmm. I mean, how many are convinced to such a degree that, that, that you will do and you will do what the Lord has said. You will let him alter your heart and you'll live a certain way and act a certain way even when there's no physical or tangible things that you can see. Let me show you one verse and, and we'll finish over here. Uh, one set of verses. <laughs> second timothy it's close it won't take you very long to get there left turn second timothy chapter four i would ask what is the lord saying to you through his word by his spirit what are you allowing him what word are you receiving allowing to alter your thinking your heart your direction in life what you do with your 
your life, your resources, your, your time? What, are, what word are you allowing inside to move you in a certain direction? Paul told Timothy, I'll just read this little, little part of this. 2 Timothy chapter 4, chapter 4, verse 1. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ. So now this is no small saying. Hey, I got a good idea for you, Timmy. No, he said, I charge you. I charge you before God. I charge you before the Lord Jesus Christ who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and at his kingdom. Preach the word. Well, that's a good word today. How, how many know if you're actually preaching the word, you'll see results? God will back up and confirm his word with signs following. If you go to church and there's no healings and there's no salvations, there's no deliverances, there's no peace of mind, there's none of these things happening and lives aren't being changed, I would speculate that the word's not being preached because God works with his word. That's another subject. He said, be ready in season and out of season. And the next word is what? Convince. He said, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. Let's just stop right there. He told him by the direction of the Lord. He said, I charge you, and I do this in the presence of God. You must go and convince people of the word, of the truth, and of what is right. And I would ask the question, why would that be so strong? Why would he say that to such a strong degree that, that Timothy, convince them, persuade their hearts, move them from where they are into a place of truth and understanding of what's right and what's real. It's because the truth, it is because God's promises and everything he has done for us will not alter our lives or benefit us at all until we're convinced of it. We cannot live in theory land. We cannot live in this world of, I got this idea, and I know this position, and this person thinks this, and this person says this. I've got to be personally established in what God has said. Then, and only then, will I see it start to alter my existence, my reality, the things I have, the things I do, everything I experience. He would charge to do it. A pro- does a promise exist in your head but has it not yet taken root in your heart? Amen. Have I convinced you yet that being convinced is a necessary thing? It's a necessary thing. We haven't yet gotten into moving our hearts that way in particular. We haven't yet gotten into becoming convinced and what's necessary for that to take place. But I want us to be established in this foundation at this point, these things are so very necessary. These things are so very essential that we become sure inside. Only when we're certain can we do things the way we're supposed to do and experience God's best.